So uh, that that bell's back. Tis the season. Tis the season. Yeah. Well, we happy, know it's happy December. Yeah, we we know the season is here because there is someone with a bell standing it, two two stores down and just ringing. Just incessantly. Just ringing. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's for a good cause. Sort of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the Salvation Army. I'm hoping it's for a good cause. There, there are some things people should know, um, which are easy to Google. So, um, I'm back. You're back. I've, Where I've, have you been? I've traveled afar. Uh, I was in Colorado for a week. Yes. For my honeymoon. Fun. Um, and I was in Tampa for four days before that for my wedding. Oh, man. You've been and you were there, too. Time. I was there. It was beautiful. <laughs> Kelsey and I talked about how we loved your dress. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it was really <laughs> cute. And, I, and it made me think, like, I never see Annie in, like... Nice clothes. <laughs> I only see Annie in work clothes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I felt the same about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey was in a gown. I was in a, I was in a custom suit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good time. It was very fun. It was um, very intimate and beautiful and made for photographs, I thought. Yeah. Because it, it just photographed so beautifully. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, we got our previews back like... That was so... Fast. It was Tuesday. I could not Because it was the day it. that we were like snowed in in Colorado. Oh, that was fun. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, good. Now we have something to, to, to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, three days. And she sent us like 50 or 60 pictures. Yeah. We were expecting like five. Yeah. And I think they just turned out so well that she was like... Gonna keep doing gotta this. Gotta keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and so... I will have some pictures up on Patreon. Fine. Um, they're also all up on my Instagram. Um, all so up you, on your Instagram. So if you listeners would like to see pictures from my wedding, they are all there. You can Google, you can Instagram stalk and find the photographers. Instagram, I was just gonna tell her. She, I was gonna say that her name is Stephanie Keeler. Stephanie yeah. with an F, Keeler with two E's. Um, she's incredible. She was very good. She's amazing. Uh, she's based in Jacksonville, but I know that she travels. Uh, highly recommend for all of your. How'd you guys find her? Instagram. Okay. Yeah. She, um... It was like, she's a friend of somebody that Kelsey knows. Okay. And it was just kind of a, like, oh, I have seen people talk about this photographer. Okay. And we looked her Did up. Did she do your engagement pictures yeah. as well? That's always nice. Yeah. Because then it feels like you're familiar. There's a familiarity And there. that's why she does that. She's like, yeah. if you book me for your wedding, you have also booked me for an engagement shoot. Yeah. Um, so that I can get to know you before the wedding. Yeah. And we have some rapport. Smart. Yeah. No, she's amazing. Um, that picture of you guys, I don't know if you or Kelsey posted it, um, but you're not super smiley and it's you guys in the nursery. Oh yeah, in the pie It shop. looks like Vogue magazine. <laughs> like it looks like something out of, like a, or a bridal magazine. Uh-huh. I don't know. It looked like an ad. Like yeah. a, like a bridal ad. No, thank you. Uh, we had so many great settings. Yes, you for did. For photos. Um, yeah. Because we had like the brush area outside our hotel. Um, and then the nursery, and then the actual theater in which we got married, and the street outside the theater, and the coffee shop next to the theater. Yeah. We had many different it was very, settings. It was very aesthetically pleasing. Thank you. We, <laughs> we worked hard for that. Jordan also appreciated the custom cocktails. I'm trying to think which one he liked better. I think he liked yours. I liked Kelsey's better, if I'm being totally honest. That's what I got, but, you know, I had, like... Sips yeah. and I was like, this would be great with Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan Jordan then wound up trying, of course, both. Yeah. Because I only, you know, had a couple sips or whatever. And I think he liked yours. He liked yours. It had orange juice or something. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It was like a 
it was not something I designed. Um, yeah. The grapefruit margarita was actually my recipe. Okay. Um, which was Kelsey's drink, but mine was something called a spare tire, which our bartenders made up. It was one of their okay. signature cocktails, and I was like, I like that. Jordan just, just do it. that. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially like whiskey sour with a splash of orange juice in it. Yeah. Um, which was tasty. It, I, thought. I thought it was good in both yeah. very um, Florida. Very Florida, and yeah. we were trying for for fall. Yeah. And citrus is a fall it, winter fruit. It was we good. don't think of it as one. We think of it as summer, uh, but yes, it is, it is but a winter fruit. But it is fruit. a winter fruit. Um, and so we were going for that. Fun. Yeah. It was very, it was beautiful. Thank you. Episode 252 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is the Dr. Christopher Jensen, and I am newly married. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. I love December. I do too. I wish I had gotten to cherish November this year. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't. Um, November 23rd was wonderful. Yes. Magical. I'll cherish it forever. But every other day in November, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Honeymoon was great. That's fair. It, it just, your wedding was toward the end of November. Mm-hmm. So then by nature, mm-hmm. the whole month really was sucked into that vortex. It was. And I had to grade all my research papers the week before the wedding. Um Blech. And have them all posted and then field all the student emails about like, why did I get this grade? I'm like, well, I left you a lot of notes. <laughs> Could you please look at those? Can you look at those first, please? <laughs> um, um, and then all the planning and all the last minute stuff. Yeah. Um, and and that's the, packing the thing. And the travel. There's a lot of last minute stuff. Like I think, especially you guys were engaged a longer time. Mm-hmm. And so for a while it feels like, oh, we're done. We're coasting, yeah. And that's how it is anytime you plan yeah. a wedding. Then that last month, all mm-hmm. of the last it's like planning. It's like planning the biggest party you'll ever throw. Yep. And hopefully it was. <laughs> hopefully this was it. I don't ever want to spend that much money on a party ever again. No, no. It's a sham. Yeah. It's a beautiful sham. It's a beautiful sham. <laughs> Loved the day. Yeah. Did it need yeah. to cost as much as it did? Probably not. Yeah. It was a, just consider it a commemorative moment of your lives. Listen, that photo bus, worth every penny. That photo bus was delightful. It was amazing. Yeah. They were great. Um, and the guest book that we got. Yeah. Um, that has just the, the photo booth pictures yeah, in it. That was smart. Perfect. Amazing. And you'll actually like yes. look through that. We, we've been through it already yeah. several times. It's just so fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved that. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a fun wedding to attend. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Worth, worth your money, I'm sure. <laughs> I think so. Everybody complimented us a lot. Yeah. On it being beautiful and personal, and yeah. and several people told us it was the best wedding they'd ever been to. Yeah. Um, I know I'm biased, <laughs> but I do think it was one of the better weddings I've been to. Yeah, I would um, hope so. So that's good. Yeah, I think it was very you guys. Yeah. It was for very sure. personal. That's for a good sure. word. Um. So. So November was a bust. November was is a bust. What we're saying is what we're saying. Um, I read more on my honeymoon than I did in the rest of the month. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Reading time. Um, so Tattered Cover in Denver has a great airport branch. They do. And I found some good things in there. What'd you get? Um, I found the, um, what's the title? The 15 Lives of Harry August okay. by Claire North. Okay. It came out like maybe five years ago, I okay. want to say. Um, I haven't finished it, obviously, because I bought it. On the, on, in the airport. In, yeah, on Saturday. Um, but I read a lot of it in the airport on Saturday <laughs> while I sat there for eight hours. Um, and it was really great. Okay. Um, 
And I also, in the um, Tampa airport, picked up a short story collection by um, Jorge Luis Borges, and I read about half of that Yeah. Um, on the trip, which was really fun. Okay. So you got some reading done. I did. Um, November was a bust for me for other reasons. I'm trying to think what my life looked like in November. Um, what did it, what did it consist of? I don't know. Like we're behind on everything. We, meaning I haven't even bought, normally I'm done with Christmas shopping mm-hmm. by now. I am not. I'm not anywhere close. Um, I've only gotten one gift so far. It's Jordan's birthday, our anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's just so world. And then Thanksgiving and, but I truly don't know why November, I told somebody I'm in a reading slump where I have started a lot of things, mm-hmm. but truly not finished them. So I only finished three books in November and one of them I read because of this podcast. So it's like <laughs> out of force. And then one of them I read, I'll, we'll talk about it, but we'll talk about one of these you read slowly yes. over a course of three months. Yes. Which I never do. Yeah. Um, so it was just a weird reading month and I... Again, I, I did not have a wedding to plan. I don't know if we have talked. We did on a bonus Patreon episode talk about homes, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. So You've been talking about the home buying process. Yes. So we think we found one. Good. Um, but the problem when you are like, I'll just browse Zillow for fun. <laughs> and then we were like, well, let's just go see. I think we went and saw two. And we were like, let's just go see what they look like in person. And then we fell in love with one. And now we might close on a house this month. Which is a fine time to close That's on That's amazing. <laughs> it's fine. Every, I really do just keep walking around saying, the, yesterday somebody did a flower delivery because it's Olivia's birthday today. And oh. The, yes, it's Olivia's birthday. And she um, dropped off flowers at my house so I could bring them today. Anyway, but she, it's Belle's flower truck. She's amazing. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but she does beautiful floral arrangements. And she came to my door and I was like eating a cracker. And my house was a disaster because I was I was trying to decide decorate or box things up, uh-huh. and I decided decorate because it is I don't want to come home every month of every right. day of this stressful month just boxes. to boxes. Yeah. And um, but my house is a, truly a disaster. Uh, and and she like handed me the flowers, and I was like, thank you so much. I was like, how are you? And she was like. I'm exhausted. And she'd had a busy week. She's a small business owner. She uh-huh. had a busy weekend. And she was like, how are you? And I was like, exhausted. Because Instagram, as it perhaps should, like mostly shows the gratitude we uh-huh. all feel, like as small business owners of, we can't believe people support us in this way. And it's amazing. And it helps uh, helps make that last quarter of the year, quarter of the year really important. And, yeah. um, and helps us run our businesses throughout the rest of the year. But we, she looked so tired, and I am sure I looked the same, like with my <laughs> cracker in my mouth, like I just <laughs> friends blaring in the background because I'm trying to like clean while also decorate. It's just been a that's a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and then was, just yeah. to have small business Saturday in the middle there. Yeah, small business Saturday. Jordan's birthday was on Black Friday. Yeah. Just a oh, just a November is a little bit of a cluster, and December kind of is too. Yeah. So, coming up here so here we go yeah. <laughs> it's fine it's gonna be fine um so yeah i read three books all right so let's talk about this first one because uh the people are clamoring to know Ooh, what so you much think pressure to read this book about fleischman is in trouble okay so i started fleischman is in trouble i remember i started it in atlanta at market and thought it was fine i read i believe 100 pages in july yeah and it was 
Fleischman is in trouble is about a guy named Fleischman who is in his, oh, I don't know, 40s, and he's in the process of separating from his wife. Mm -hmm. And the first hundred pages of this novel are really almost Fleischman's, like, sexual reawakening. Right. So, like, a middle-aged man experiencing sexting and um, online dating for the first time. Not really my cup of tea. No. Now, the writing was good. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But it was very R-rated for me. So when I say not for me, what I mean is R-rated. And I could tell the author was doing something because there's a narrator who at first you don't know who the narrator is. Uh It's not Fleischman, but you don't know who it is. And I thought, okay, this could be good. I just don't know how much more of this content I personally can take. Right. Now, we had July. What was that called? Reader Retreat. Uh I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever that was. We had July Reader Retreat around the same time, uh-huh. and I hand-sold it. Because, look, that's the job, guys. Like, <laughs> hand-sell lit. And hand-sell lit that maybe we've read pieces and parts of, and we suspect, based on your reading taste, you might enjoy it, too. Yeah. Most of the people from Reader Retreat I had not met before. So you're guessing. Like, it's it's um, it's um like matchmaking, yeah. I would think. Um, so anyway, I know I hand-sold it to a couple people. Um, and... I know a couple people did not understand why I hand sold it to them. Right. Here's the thing. It was laying on my pile and it was laying on my giveaway pile. Like my, I read a hundred pages of this enough where I feel like I got a sense of what it was not really sold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it to the little free library. And then I saw it was all, it was a national book award finalist. Uh-huh. Two of my real life friends. So people I actually know in real life and who know me read it and loved it. And when I asked them, Here's my concern. Do I keep reading? They told me yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Okay. So on Halloween, I re-began Fleischman is in Trouble. At, From the beginning? Nope. Okay. Page 100. I okay. just dove right in. I was like, I feel like I got this. Read until page 150. At page 150, I was like, oh my gosh, devouring it. Incredibly written. Loved the story. Right in my wheelhouse of like Upper East Side snobbery and like... <laughs> Um, New York City culture and also a novel about marriage and separation and divorce and mental health and just utterly sold, pretty much binge read it, finished it the first or second or third of November. Adored it. Thought it was great. Four stars. Great. Solid four stars. But I... But it took you that first 150 pages. And that never... Like, normally... We've talked about this. Normally, if I put a book down, even if it's, like, accidentally, Mm -hmm. but, like, if I put a book down and, like, let's say the next night at bed, it also doesn't really grab me. Yeah. I accidentally don't finish it. Yeah. That happens to me, too. And so, I just thought Fleischman was going to be those that I hand-sold. Hopefully, the people I hand-sold it to liked it. Um... And I felt good about those rec- that recommendation, but I also was like, oh, I don't know that I need to finish this. Also, as a bookseller, you get really bogged down, and maybe as a fellow reader, honestly, because there's a lot of content in the world right now, books, TV, movies, there's just a lot competing oh, for, a our, for our time. And so you feel like, oh, maybe, maybe don't persevere, like it's okay to quit things. Um, but I'm so glad I I'm tried I'm so glad again. you did too. Yeah, it was so good. I really liked it. Um, Fleischman is not the world's most likable character and that's okay. I don't, I don't need my people to be likable. Um, the writing is outstanding. She, so the author of this book, and I'm not going to try to pronounce her name because that wouldn't be fair, but she also wrote the latest New York times profile about Tom Hanks. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, Utterly delightful by the way. Um, and so I think I would, I just can't wait to see more of her. I really, 
I think I really like her style. That's great. Yeah. Um, this is one that I, I looked at over the summer thinking like, could this be a shelf sub yeah. for me? Um, but then like didn't actually get to read any of it. Yeah. So I was like, I can't yeah. just do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm really glad to know that it is great. Yeah. It's um, enjoyable. That it's worth everybody's and time. And you probably would like it actually. Yeah. But, but I think if you're like me and what, even if you're not a prudish reader, but you're just like, who needs to read about a middle-aged man's sexual yeah. reawakening? And, and I'm not, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want to know. Right. And so for me, it just was like, is this for me? I'm not sure. And then it very much was. So, Good. so just for what it's worth, um, if you're like me and maybe you've put it down, once you hit 150, if you still don't feel compelled, you probably aren't going to be. But mm-hmm. I think at page 150, you'll feel compelled. That's great. Yeah. Uh, your second one is Born a Crime. Which we have talked about at length. At length. On, um, I don't know what episode number that was. Last, last week's. Week. Yeah. Last week. Last week's episode. Um, last week's Backlist Book Club with Hunter. Um, which if I had been paying attention, I would have known that that was releasing on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you guys, part of the reason November was such a mess for me was Thanksgiving was so late. I uh-huh. just had no concept yeah. of time. And so Hunter and I recorded... And truly until... And, it, and three weeks beforehand. Yes. And yeah. so before it went live, like probably two days before, I was like, oh, this was the Thanksgiving episode. I don't think Hunter and I said happy Thanksgiving at all. Like, I don't I don't. But recall. it's okay because we did the week before. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, but it was just... I totally lost track. Anyway, Born a Crime is well worth your time. Uh-huh. Um, especially, I keep hearing that it's great on audiobook. Guys, it's only on it's Audible. It's only on Audible. So I and Hunter, bo- Hunter and I both um, read it and was so good. It is so different from, I think, what you expect out of Trevor Noah, um, in a good way. Yeah. Like, I think... It's him being serious. Yes. It's his memoir. It's right. his life story. And it's not his memoir like Mindy Kaling or Tina Fey. Right. Um, it's really his thoughtful look at racism and growing up during apartheid. And um, uh, Chris... Not Chris. Hunter said it was so intense. Like, mm-hmm. there were there were some moments, I think, Hunter was like, I almost did need some warnings about just some content because mm. it is very intense. Some of there's some domestic violence that um, comes up relatively out of the blue, but it is so powerful and so well done. Really liked it. But you can go listen to our full thoughts on yeah. that episode. Whole episode. It's uh, episode two fifty one. Um, the last thing that you then read is Olive again. Yes. So I have I think been pretty public that I read Olive Kittredge pre HBO. Mm-hmm. With my book club in Tallahassee years ago, like when it first came out, because it was kind of, I think it was, was did it win the Pulitzer? I don't. Mm, was it a National Book Award finalist? I don't remember. Anyway, it was garnering attention, and so my book club read it. I thought it was fine, mm-hmm. and I can't tell sometimes if the bookshelf has changed my tastes, or if truly that book was just fine in my memory. Uh huh. Um, it's for if for you who are not familiar. It is a collection of short stories that are really intertwined. So it's mm-hmm. more like a novel. Novel and stories. Yeah. Um, and Olive Kittredge is not even the main protagonist, but she shows up in a lot of the stories. So she's kind of the connecting character. Um, and all the stories take place in Crosby, Maine. Um, I thought it was fine. Still have not seen the HBO miniseries or show series, partly because I thought the book was fine. Um, for what, I couldn't tell you why. But I picked up Olive again at the end of November. I think because I wanted a fall book. Remember how I couldn't, I didn't read any uh, Halloween books. Yeah. Like I wanted to and yeah. didn't. So I wanted to read a book that made me feel cozy and fall. Yeah. And I picked this one. I don't know why. Maybe from the cover. Because this is a sequel to Olive Kittredge. 
Um, I adored it. That's one of great. the best books I've read this year. Um, I haven't finalized, I haven't finished my like top ten, but I think it's gonna be in my top ten. It was beautifully written, which was not surprising. I like right. Elizabeth Strout. That was not a surprise. The tenderness with which she treats her aging characters mm. and the grace with which she handles aging is really powerful. Um, I don't think America does a really good job of understanding the aging process um, and understanding the dying process. Mm. Um, and and so and there have been other books I think that address that, oh, but yeah. but that is how I as a person feel, and she just treats these people with such tender love and care. That's great. Um, that it made me fall in love. It made me want to book a plane, like a flight to Maine, like tomorrow. Um, I don't care how cold it is. I will go. Um, <laughs> the setting is outstanding. And it's just like Olive Kittredge in that it's short stories. Olive is kind of the the character who is at play in each story or most of the stories. Um it's about like, um, I feel like I had customers and I have not read it yet, but who liked the book, Our Souls at Night. Oh yeah. I think this, there is like a slight romance for an older couple in this book that was just delightful. Mm. Um, and not romanticized to like actually address some of the difficulties with maybe meeting a mate in later life. Yeah. Um, I just loved it. I can't speak highly enough of it. And I have a, I don't know if this is an unusual take or not, but I don't know that you need to read Olive Kittredge first. Interesting. I think, now I do think there, because I did not reread Olive Kittredge sure. when I read it years ago, and yeah. I've read a lot of books since then, so I don't... <laughs> might, might not have picked up on yeah, 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 but the Olive, again, it felt like you could read that as a standalone book. Um, maybe if you don't spend too much time analyzing who people are. Sure. Because I do think it reintroduces some characters from the previous work. I thought it was delightful. Um Wendell Berry-esque. Yeah. I don't know. Utterly enjoyable, very cozy, comforting book, but very literary. I loved it. Can't yeah. speak highly enough of it. No, that sounds super great. It was so good. Um, and especially coming from, like, as a sequel to a book that you were kind of lukewarm on. Yeah. Like, that's a really nice Yeah. I was so feeling. surprised. Like, I devoured it. And again, I don't really know. I don't know. Serendipity made me pick it up. I don't know what made me pick it up. Because I have, I mean, the stack's... Yeah. Right now are ridiculous. There's probably a little bit of buzz. Yeah, there was a little bit of buzz. Tyler Goodson read it, and he had really raved about it. But I, you know, as a bookseller, I think I also normally would be like, that's a sequel. If right. people like Olive Kittredge, they can read this. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't know what possessed me, except weirdly the cover looked very fall. <laughs> and I was that like, happens. let me try this. Um, and picked it up off the top of my stack, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. What about you? Uh, let me talk a little bit about that Claire North book. Yeah. Um, because I obviously haven't finished it, but the premise is um, that this man, Harry August, um, lives a full life, mm -hmm. and then he dies. Okay. And then he wakes up with all of his memories and consciousness of that life that he lived in utero. Okay. And lives the is born again the same way that he was before, has the same parents, has the same world that he lives in, but he possesses all the memories and life of the future okay. and all this world that he lived in. And he does that 15 times. Okay. And so he makes different choices and he lives different lives and the world looks different because of the life that he is living. Okay. Haven't finished it. Wonderful life um, meets Groundhog Day. Exactly. That's a great, <laughs> great way to think of it. Um, and so I was actually introduced to this book over the summer because the, um, 
the new X-Men book over the summer, House of X and Powers of Ten, people on Twitter were claiming that it ripped off this novel. Okay. And the author, Claire North, actually got involved and was like, I mean, yeah, this is a ripoff. Oh, interesting. And a lot of people were like, it's an homage. I mean, right. it is the same concept, but we could say that you're ripping off Groundhog Day. Right. This is, I think, <laughs> I, look, I think this is happening a lot. It is. Um, I, and I don't And need, it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting conversation. It's one I don't really need to have here. Yeah. But the, this haven't somebody brought to my attention. And truthfully, I can't always pay attention to literary yeah. news because I am, running a store takes up a great deal of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody brought to my attention Jojo Moyes was accused of plagiarizing and now I'm going to forget the novel but there's a book that came out about these librarians in Kentucky who mm. were blue did mm. you know about this it was I a don't true, know this one okay it's true story um, true history of um, these people in Appalachia who were blue mm. born blue and so anyway these librarians serve this community I don't actually think I'm sorry I feel like I misspoke I don't think the librarians were blue anyway it it got a lot of buzz it was a source books book Mm, source books published it um I am gonna confuse the title with another source books book so I'm not gonna try but that author accused Jojo Moyes who but she's writing about the same history right so I think this is what's gonna happen when especially when you're writing historical fiction but I think when you're writing anything as I just said there's so much content out there and we're devouring so much it's gonna come out yeah I think it is and I have a I have a complicated opinion on this as a scholar of literature like there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Everything's a ripoff. And like, there's a point at which that's okay. Right. There's a point at which I can like do something that somebody else did and maybe do it a little differently and that's fine. If you're passing off somebody else's like original idea Mm -hmm. as something that is your work only, that's wrong. Yeah. But if you're riffing on something and if you're really, if Clara North wants to get mad that the X-Men are doing something crazy, right. then I don't know what to tell her. Also, They've been doing something crazy since 1963. Did you say this book This book is not new? This book came out in five years ago? years ago. Okay. Um, and like, I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. but no more than 10 years ago. Okay. Um, Interesting. And so I don't know. Um, but it made me want to read the book. Yeah. Right? Because I really liked the comic, which yeah. then pointed me to the book. And so... Which is kind of cool. I know. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, and I do think that that's ultimately where the conversation on Twitter kind of landed. Yeah. Where she was like, look, if people want to read my book because of it, then that's great. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I might bring a new audience Exactly. To and I don't know that she was like mad necessarily because right. I don't know that she had read the comic yeah. when it came out. But anyway, um, really great concept. I really like it so far. It's really well written. Um, okay. we'll, we'll report at the end of the month because I definitely am going to finish it. It's okay. super good. Um, and then I read this Borges collection called The Aleph. Um, it's a Penguin Classics, and so it's actually two different collections. It's a story collection and an essay collection that got collected together for for Penguin. Um, and I love them because they're all less than 10 pages. There was one, I think, that was 17 pages, which wound up being my favorite. Oh, that's fun. Um, but most of the rest of them were between, like, 5 and 10 pages long. Okay. And I love that for a short story collection yeah. where, like, I can sit there and read one, and then... I can probably read another. That's actually a short story. And I can actually <laughs> just pick it up. And they're not 40 pages long. Yeah, some right? of short stories can feel like novellas. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, these were all great. Yeah. Not all winners. Yeah. But when they land, they really land. Okay. Um, so I, I really enjoyed this collection. Um, super weird because it's Borges. And so it's all, like, the first story in the collection um, is about this, like, traveler who hears a legend of a city of immortals and like next to the stream and so he travels and he meets all these like 
cavemen and this there's this city in the background that none of them can reach and he thinks well that must be it and then it come to find out like that was it but these cavemen that he met are the immortals and they're so old um that they've just like given up living and they don't want to think anymore and so they just kind of like sit (laughs) um and live a very primitive life because they don't want to think anymore. Um, it was a really, really interesting story. Yeah. 17 pages long. Okay. Loved it. Perfect length for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't want more than no, that. No, and but... told in like three travelogue journals. Okay. It was perfect. That's kind of fun. Yeah, super good. So highly recommend if you're into any sort of literary sci-fi. Um, Borges is one of the, or fabulism, I guess, one of the progenitors of that magical realism. What's the name of it again? Um, the know? Aleph. A- okay. A-L-E-P-H. Okay. Um, how about the show notes? But yeah, super, super great. Would highly recommend. Good. That's what we read. That's what we read. We did it. We had a busy month and we still managed to read some books. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it too. of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in thomasville georgia it's produced by me annie jones and chris jensen and edited by chris jensen if you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop thank you as always to forlorn strangers for the use of our theme music it's called bottom of the barrel from their album forlorn strangers you can learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them under their current moniker at the rally club if you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, you can find us at patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check us out at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Did you happen to see on Instagram, we had a little girl for Small Business Saturday. So she she's seven years old and she wrote a book for like a writing contest at school, but she didn't win the contest. Oh. So her mom worked with her and they published a book. I don't actually even know if it's the same book, but she decided she liked writing and she wanted uh-huh. to publish a book. And so she wrote this like fill in the blank book where like she says something about herself and then it's for the kid to uh-huh. fill out about themselves. Anyway, she came and did a book signing and she was adorable. She, I don't even know how many she, copies she brought with her, but she sold them all. Good. Um, so it was a sellout, which was very exciting. And she, but my favorite part was at one point I was just looking up at her and of course people thought she was cute and they were like mm-hmm. getting their books signed and pictures taken with her. But she was signing books and she can barely, she can barely write essentially. Right. Um, but she's seven. But she's seven. But she is writing with like this very, it's like one of those pens. I call it a glitter pen, but it didn't write in glitter. It just was like sequined and then had a big uh-huh. topper. Uh-huh. And so like feathers or something at the top. So the, it was just the most adorable. <laughs> I wish like I'd gotten a picture of just from the register, like what you could see. Um, it was adorable and she was delightful. I would tell you the title of her book, but we don't have any more to sell. So, yeah. but Kaylee Michelle was her name. She was lovely. She's absolutely adorable. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. 